0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's go to this week's message. Have you ever heard of the phrase stuck between a rock and a hard place? Probably some of us have. Uh, It it means that there's, there's two decisions to be made but neither one of the decisions are really great. Neither one do you really want to make. You wish that if, if there was a rock in a hard place, can I just crawl under that rock? That's, that's kind of what it, what it makes uh, reference to. And uh, New Year's is always a time in my life sort of for leaving, leaving behind what is what is in the past and stepping forward to what's in the future? No matter if it was good or bad, it's just it's sort of as a, as a restart moment. So we see people: I'm going to go back to the gym, I'm going to start going to church, I'm going to uh, get my my education. You, there's all these restarts. It's a it's a new start. 2018, which uh, will will be tonight uh, at at 12 o'clock. However, I, I know that sometimes that again these holiday seasons bring up. Uh, not so good memories. I, was, I walked in along McQuaid yesterday to buy a little bit of equipment for, uh, for our musicians. And I ran into a friend for, from years past. I was like, hey, man, I didn't know you worked here. How was your, how was your Christmas? Like, because you asked And he stopped me. He was like, it wasn't good. I'm like, oh. You're like, you, you hope it's like, oh, man, it was amazing. So you don't have to, like, stop and talk. Um, but he was like, it wasn't good. I was like, oh, man, like, what's up? He was like, my dad passed away suddenly, unexpectedly. And I'm like, oh, man, that must suck. He was like, yeah, we flew back home. My brother hasn't talked to my dad in years. And there's so much family drama and remorse. And, and I was like, man, if you just need to go for a coffee, you just need to get, like, I'm, I'm here for you. And we tried to have a little bit of a moment as he was working and I was buying microphones. And um, he was like, I appreciate that. And uh, the crazy thing is that sometimes uh, using 2017, 2018, 2017 might feel like, like a hard place. And y- you have to make a decision to step because life, the world tells you that you have to go into 2018, that 2018 might feel like a rock. And here we are on the eve of, of, New, Year, of New Year's, uh, feeling that like we're stuck in a, in a rock in a hard place. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a place where, where life just seems to come to a screaming halt or, or a stop? And, and maybe you were diagnosed with a terminal illness or, or a loved one is, is, is killed in a tragic accident or been served with divorce papers. Maybe you've had, just moved into a brand new home and, and uh, all of a sudden you get a layoff the very next week. And something unexpected happens. And what makes sometimes makes that even worse is that this is not even the first time that you've been there. Maybe you've been diagnosed. This is the second time that you're that you've been diagnosed with cancer, and or maybe maybe you've 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 been stuck between a rock and a hard place for a long time. Here at Discovery Church, we never claim to to know everything. We never claim to have perfect lives. We never claim to have it all together. You will find no perfect people sitting in these seats. And if they think they're perfect, well, you're not. And um, go find another church because you won't find a perfect church here. You won't find a perfect pastor. You won't find any perfect people, but you will find people that are in pursuit of a perfect God. But there is one thing that we do try to find some hope in, and that is the Word of God. That no matter how imperfect we are, no matter what our lives bring today, no matter what we face in 2017, no matter what we face in 2018, there's always truth and there's always life that can be found in the Word of God. And especially if you read it and you put what's in this, in this book into practice. And we understand that not everybody has a Bible. So if you're here today and you don't have a Bible, we want to give you one. Again, if you see our, our guest center, they have Bibles that they want to give to you if you if you don't own a Bible, because we believe that this can change your life life and change it for the better but but when we feel like we're stuck in a rock in a hard place when we when we come to a place where where we where we don't completely understand i believe that there's truth that can be found in the word of god and i want to i want to look at one of those truths today in my opinion is one of the greatest stories uh written in the bible there's many great ones but this is one of my favorite and it's found in joshua 4 and I want to give you a little bit of context before, before we read it. Um, if, you, if you know a little bit about Christianity, uh, you probably know that the Israelites uh, were, were enslaved by, by the Egyptians. And if you don't know anything about Christianity, well, you know that at one time the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians. And that's, that's okay if that's, that's where, where we're at. So and for 400 years, and Pharaoh, which was the, the leader of, of, of the Egyptians... Uh, through, through many unfortunate circumstances to the, to the Egyptians, sent the Israelites away. They wander through a desert, through the wilderness for 40 years. Their leader dies, and they get a new leader by the name of Joshua. And as they're going through the wilderness, God promises them a, a land, promises them a, a, a land flowing, what the Bible says, flowing with milk and honey. So it's, it's very wealthy. The, the ground was good there. The, the water was good. There's, there's lots of ways to, to make, make money and, and, and to have a good life. And God's been promised them. And they've been wandering through this wilderness for 40 years. Their leader dies, and God appoints a guy by the name of Joshua. Joshua. And this promised land was named Canaan, and Canaan was on the other side of this river called Jordan. And during this time of year, as they were coming to the end of their 40-year journey, um, would, have been, would have been a time where the river Jordan was flooded, overflowing, and probably about a mile wide. And I want to pick up the story uh, as, as Joshua and the Israelites are just on the other side of the Jordan, looking across the river into Canaan. And, and the Israelites seen, seen uh, God do miracles after miracle, part of the Red Sea. Uh, they guided them by a, a, a pillar of fire and a, and a pillar of, of, of smoke and, and just all of these, all these uh, miracles that God took place. But this is one of the greatest ones, I think, because of what it results in. And I think today we can find some truth in this. So Joshua standing at the edge of the Jordan, this is what it reads in Joshua 4. It says when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, "Now choose twelve men, one from each tribe. Tell them take twelve stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you can't we will camp tonight." So what has happened is is Joshua stood at the edge of the river and and, and God said, "Start walking into the river and the, and the river will stop." Allow the priests to stand in middle of the river and allow all the people to walk through on dry land. So this is what's happening when we're reading this, that the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan River. The water is stopped and the Israelites are walking through on dry land to, to enter the promised land. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each tribe of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God, each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the, in the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you, will, uh, then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. And some translations say that it, these stones will stand as, a, as an altar among the people of Israel forever. So the men, the men took, or the men did as Joshua had commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan River for each of the tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place where they camped for the night and constructed the memorial there, or constructed the altar there, Joshua also set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. And they are there to this day. Now I just want to... So they, they set up a memorial. They took... The, the last thing that stood in their way before they, they went into the Promised Land was this river Jordan. And in the middle of the Jordan, as they were standing there, as they were walking through, Joshua said... Get twelve men, come back, grab twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan River. I I could imagine what the river bank would be like. It would probably be all like ragged or rugged stones, but the ones that were in the middle of the river with with, uh water running over them every day and every day would probably be rounded out a little bit. So they took twelve stones and they and they carried them. I don't mean like stones. I I think like if you have to carry them on your shoulder, like they have to be pretty big. Um and so I'm sure they picked up twelve stones and they're and they're walking until they camped that night. And he said, "To no, put the stones down there because that will serve as an altar. That will serve as a reminder to our children and to our children's children and to our children's 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 children uh, that that what God did. And sometimes it's good to remember what God did or what what happened in the past. And I get that 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 sometimes in, in the Bible we, we read about altars and and people setting them up. And it was a, an altar represented a, a place of encounter or a place of worshiping God, but also uh, in many places set up." As, as a reminder, a reminder of something that God did. So I understand the 12 stones that were taken from the middle of the Jordan River and brought to where they camped that night. But you read in the last part there in verse, verse nine, it says, Joshua also set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan. Now, I, I get why you would, would build an altar where people can see, but why would you set up an altar in the middle of the Jordan River? That when the priest got out and the ark of, ark of God got, got, got out of the river and they walked through, the, the river would come back over and there, the altar would never be seen again. Now, I, like I said, I understand why there was one built where they camped that night and, and people will remember, but what about right in the middle of their Jordan River? The water's going to come back over. It's going to No one's ever going to see it. And I, I, but I think that there's, there's a valuable lesson in it for us today. I think there's a, there's a lesson that we can, we can learn from that will radically change our 2018 and every year from this point forward. If you read into the history of the Israelites a little bit, the Jordan River was the last thing that stood in their way from entering the promised land. And as they, as they walked through the river, they, they built an altar. They got on the other side. The river went flat. But we stand, if we stand there with them, if you just take your time and go back, just just think about what it would be like to walk through, seeing walls of water on both sides of you, walking through, up to that moment in history, the Jordan River was a problem. But if you continue reading the Bible, after that point, after that point in history, the Jordan was no longer a problem for the Israelites, but it was a place of blessing. It was a place of miracles. If you, if you look in First in Kings, you actually read that, um, that it was a place where the axe head, which was iron, floated up for, Elijah, for Elisha. It was also the place that King Naaman, uh, if Naaman was, was, had leprosy and he was, he was, he was uh, dunked seven times to, to be cleansed. It was also the place that G- uh, Jesus got baptized. So, so one time, uh, what, was, what was a problem is now a blessing. And I think that the, the thing that we can learn from this story today is that today's problems are tomorrow's miracles. And that no matter where we are in this very moment, whether or not it's before our River Jordan, at the end of our River Jordan, or right in the middle of it, that God is still worthy for us to build an altar and to give him worship and for him to be remembered for everything that he's done, whether or not it's a good time or a bad time right now for you. What you faced in 2017 can be stories of God's faithfulness in 2018. Mark Batterson puts it this way in one of, his, one of his books. He says this, he says, When a pink slip or divorce papers arrive or when we are diagnosed with cancer, we find ourselves disoriented and our lives are turned upside down. But it is in, in, in those times that we fall on our faces before God and ask him and seek him like never before. That is why some of, the word, uh, the, some, of the, some of the worst things that happen to us can actually end up being the best things that happen to us. Then he goes on to write, Sometimes you can't control the circumstance, but you can't control how you respond to them. While you may not like the chapter your book is in right now, remember the final chapter has not been written. Today's problems are tomorrow's miracles. And I think we have an opportunity today to, to allow this place, allow Nellie Carlson School, to allow Discovery Church to be the place that we can set up an altar, to remember what God's done, but to also give him praise and worship, even no matter what stage of life you're at. Another, another saying is, uh, I've heard lately is, when life, when life serves you lemons, make lemonade. It's like a positive twist on it, right? Well, maybe when you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, you use the rock to build an altar. Can you allow your problem to be a place that God can be glorified? I'm going to ask the worship team to come back, and we're just going to take a moment. One of the significant things in the Bible about building an altar is as a place of worship, as a place of encounter, as a place of remembering. And I'm sure uh, we can probably all relate to bad times, and maybe 2017 was a great year. And I believe that 2018 is going to be an even better year. I I said to the team this morning as we were doing our team huddle that uh, I was was reading a a quote on Instagram, and, and it said that, that 2017 is too small for what God has in store for 2018. Right, and uh, I think that's a, that's that could be a word for all of us. Much, as great as launch season has been for Discovery Church, as as great as it is to see twenty four people give their lives to Christ and six people baptized, and, and uh, have the ability to help five uh, five unfortunate families with with food and gifts over Christmas, and to be able to 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 give financially to to the school, to be able to buy some equipment, it, it's great to do all that. But I don't think that what we've done in two thousand seventeen is is the best yet. I think more is the I think God has more in store for us. Not, not that we can't build an altar right now, remember these good times, but, but the reality is that we can't get stuck here. We can't get stuck with, like you say, you look, look around you, there's probably an empty seat by the side of you. That's somebody that needs to hear about Jesus. Today's problems are tomorrow's miracles. When life gives you rocks, build an altar. Maybe you're here today and this is the first time you've ever stepped into a church. You've never heard a message saying that somebody wants to make something good out of my crap. Somebody wants, in my, my, my situation, that there's, 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 there's a God that wants to use even even the, the worst things in my life to be used for some of the best things in my life? Yes. Maybe you're here and be like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all over that, but I've never made a decision to follow Jesus before. I've never made a decision to give Christianity a shot. Well, this morning is your morning. On the eve of 2018, make it, make it your day that you, allow, that you allow your problems to be tomorrow's miracles. And you step into a place and say, God, I don't care what, what life brings me. I'm going to give you praise through it all. So maybe you're here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. And today would be your day. Maybe you're here and you're walking through one of the worst problems of your life, one of the worst circumstances of your life. You're like, I don't want to give God worship. I don't want to build an altar. I don't want to remember what God did in my past. I don't want to, I don't want to give him glory. I don't want an encounter. Do you think the Israelites wanted to build an altar in the middle of the Jordan? They were through the Jordan. I think they would have wanted to get to the promised land to where God was calling them to, but he said, no, hold up. Let's build an altar in the middle of our Jordan because that's a problem. for." And we're going to claim that. Our problem today is tomorrow's miracles. Our problem today is tomorrow's blessing. And there's truth found even in the Old Testament in, in, the, chap, in the in the book of Joshua saying that today can be different. We have a choice. We can build an altar or we can just let our problems stay problems. So this is what I would like us to do. I asked Jackson to prepare just to, to lead us. So if we could stand and he's going to lead us in the, in the song that we, that we ended with. You have an opportunity this morning. On the eve of 2018, as we're stuck between 2017 and 2018, are you going to allow your life to be an altar? Are you going to allow your life to be a place of encounter? Are you going to allow your life to be a place of worship? Are you going to be, allow your life to be a place where you remember the good things that God has done? Or are you going to stay in the middle of your problems? So as Jackson and the team leads us, just reflect on that. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.